Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke. Because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, go, go. What's up? What's up? What is up? It is the Ball Hog Sports Talk with your boy B Brown ESQ, aka the Ball Hog, aka the Mouth of South, aka Mr. Excessive Celebration, aka Breezy. And I'm feeling real breezy this morning. Y'all check me out. Today's episode is at the Met Gala. And y'all know at the Met Gala, fashion goes down. So we didn't get invited this year, but the old saying is dress for the position that you want. And the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, this is the last year. You heard it here on the 17th of September, 2021. It's the last year we don't get invited to the Met Gala. We're about to do this thing. We're going to do it together. So we're going to dress for the occasion and dress for the position that we want because we'll be there next year. At the Met Gala, you know that there's fashion. And we saw fashion forward. We saw fashion backward. We saw fashion sideways. We saw all type of fashion. But there was mostly fashion fluidity. Men wear dresses now. Women wear tuxedos, but everyone stepped it up when it came to their political messages and their, t- their style and taste. So we're going to do the same thing here today. Um, the Met Gala, and although it's about fashion, it's also about philanthropy, about charity. They're raising money, and, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to use fashion to raise money for my you know uh, Mighty Mike football team. Stay tuned for that. I love the fact that it's for charity, uh, but... You know on the Ball Hog Sports Talk, what we do is we use the topic, which today is at the Met Gala, and fashion to hop into sports, business, entertainment. We only know how to do it one way, rough, rugged, and raw. So pull up your seat, fasten fasten up your seatbelt, and let's hop on in. I am joined, as always, by two amazing, amazing uh, co-stars, co-hosts, whatever you want to call them. It is my man, The Big Flow Show, and ETP Ellis, the producer, Okay, okay, looking good, gentlemen. How y'all doing? I got to take off the shades now. I got to make sure I, I see everybody face-to-face. How y'all doing, baby? Look at it. Everybody is, stepped up. Is, Let me hey, see your Met Gala gear. Let me this, see what you're looking This is what like. you call, this is Lyman Sexy versus... Lyman uh, Sexy. That's a new that's genre of clothing. This is receiver sexy. Right. Y'all got to be seen. You got to make sure they can see you. I, I'm already too easy to see, so I got to settle it down. I'll give you a little something on the collar. That's all I can do. I get you a little something on the sleeve. Watch them. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, I, still got the yeah, I know okay. you probably got diamonds on yours. I just keep it kind of kind of casual. Sit back in the corner. Sit back hey, man. Lime and sexy. We just came up with a whole new fashion show we're going to do. The big sexes. I, I like it. The big sexes. ETP, Ellis, the producer. What you got for us? I see you out on the coat. I know you a boss. You just like wear your hats. But you yeah, still- baby. There you know, is. we off chains. We put the pieces on our hats. These ooh, days. ooh, got a piece on his hat, baby. <laughs> is, that black, is that a black Jesus? On your hat, gold, gold that's, Jesus, that's baby. Gold don't, Jesus. don't rub so it too funny. much because it might turn into silver Jesus. Okay. There it is, baby. Hey, man, gold flakes. These are gold flakes. 
this is the at the mail at the at the Met Gala episode. So let's hop on in, y'all, because there was a lot of fashion. A lot of people were dressed to the nines, but the sports world took center stage, and we'll get to them what they did in the Met Gala. Uh, but we got to get there after talking a little bit of sports because week one of the NFL occurred. And I know some people are still on I am with cap ban and, and a boycott rather of the NFL. I'm not on that bandwagon anymore. I'm still with cap, but I'm I'm going to watch NFL. So I watched week one. I'm guilty. If you're judging me, go ahead and judge. I watched week one uh, and we'll get to week one. But week two started with the 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 battle of the uglies last night, Thursday night football, the New York Giants and the Washington football team. We're trying, they played a game of who can lose. Uh, they both were trying to give each other the game. It literally came down to eye. Who's going to be better at losing? And the Giants, if the game was competing on who can lose, the Giants won by technical by losing technically. It was ugly, man. And if you're trying, if you're struggling to follow it, it, it was a struggle to follow that game last night. It was a horrible game. That was good just because it was competitive between two bad teams. Is that a fair assessment? It was definitely a, a, a fun game to watch. You know, I have a confidence pool, and unfortunately, I picked the Giants, so I cared. But other than that, it was just interesting to see what stupid stupidity was going to happen. Like, you throw a pick when you're trying to run the clock out at the end. Are you kidding me? Anything but that. He failed a math test. Coach failed a math test. I'm like, Ron Rivera, like, uh. I guess you put that on the offense coordinator. Head coach walks away from that now, decision. Jump off sides on your nose guard on a field goal when they don't even say hut. <laughs> they, don't even try, they don't even say hut. Everybody shows the hand. Everybody. The hand? I, 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 I don't know, man. It was tough to watch, but again, I found it was like a, a, a car crash that you couldn't turn away from. I couldn't turn the TV because I'm like, oh, I know they didn't just. I, I, I know they didn't just. And it just got, it was this, this growing level of stupidity that each, each play seemed to be more evidence of these are bad teams. The NFC East is, I don't know, man, I guess the Eagles would be the favorite, but, but last night was a poor showing for the entire division. Uh, NFL Network had to be happy because I'm sure like others, other people couldn't turn away. It was that bad. It, It was that good at being bad. Pick a yeah. week and it's a bad show for that division, but okay. I just yeah. wonder what D- Dallas is going to have to do a lot. I wonder what they're going to do to lose this division. I know. Because you know they're going to lose it's this gonna division. It's going to be hard this year. <laughs> it's going to be hard for Dallas to suck again this year, but they, I think they could do it, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They could do it. They've been there before. I, I, I have faith. They're consistent. They got to stay with the Eagles, man. I picked the Eagles to win that division. But let, let's move. Let's move forward by moving backward and talk about week one week one was an interesting week right because while the giants and the washington football team showed their poor football prowess last night week one had a lot of highlights uh and i think for me the highlight of all highlights was lamar jackson basically being superman uh he was he essentially put the entire team on his back uh came up short but man, he played well. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, man, because we were talking in the off season when he was out in Florida and running some routes with these kids, and everybody's like, "You get, you're getting all this money. You could get hurt." They didn't protect him at 
all. No. <laughs> you, they no. didn't protect. You worried, worried about, about these during kids. the season. You worried, worried about, about during the season. You sending Mac trucks to run him over every play. Every That's play. Facts. He doesn't care. Yeah, play, yeah. It, it was it was it was uh very unimpressive. Uninspiring play by the offensive line. They can't do that all year though. I, I do worry about quarterbacks taking too many hits, and Lamar Jackson, by nature, is aggressive. Uh, he's a, a running back, really, in terms of what he can do in the running game. He's an extra running back. But I hope they, they find some more protection because you can't run for your life all season. But he did it. Week one, he was Superman. I don't know who else stood out for you guys in week one, but Lamar Jackson, for me, was 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 on the positive side of standing out. Anybody stand out for either one of you? Jameis Winston, man, I think uh, it's great to see him taking over New Orleans. You know, I think everybody thought that Drew Brees gone, so now the Saints are going to kind of fade into obscurity. And J- Jameis Winston, too. I mean, just the base, just based on the fact that he went through, I mean, through the most interceptions, had more interceptions and touchdowns. He also he led the league in yards in the past, but you know, the assumption was he was, you know, he was a done deal. So it's good to see him throw five touchdowns, no picks. But he didn't even throw 200 yards, which the numbers just don't add up. It's crazy. They don't, not with five and such. But that shows that their coaching staff understands who they have. Uh, I think in, in Tampa, they were trying to make him a, a gunslinger. And while he has the arm strength to be a gunslinger, he doesn't make great decisions. And so they limited the amount of decisions that he had to make in the passing game, and he thrived. Uh, I, I, I thought that he did very well. So uh, hats off to, to your pick. Anybody for you, the Big Flow Show? Anybody uh, stand out? What was my man? Good or bad? Good. You know, I'm a defensive guy. What's the guy? Was it Chandler Jones had the five sacks? Oh, yeah, Chandler Jones. Yeah, yeah you five. know, anytime you can, you can destroy a man like that because you think about it, the first time you got the sack, okay, cool, I got this. All right, don't worry about it. I step back. The offensive line came back. Second time, he's like, all right, got me good. He's like, hey, man, could you guys roll a little help for me? But by the time you get to, like, like sack four and five, dude is like, I can't get him, man. Is there anything we can do? Can you roll? Could you could you throw, throw quick? Can we last boycott. Pull out yeah. a, a last boy scout. Pull out a gun. Shoot. Whatever that's about the only it. thing that's gonna and stop. Then he that made man. the man come out and thank him publicly for making him know he had to step his game up and do whatever. That now, now I think that's a good approach. I mean, to own it right now before I can let you guys stop it. Me. You do you don't think that big flow show? He was getting in front of the of the train there and that's trying to be saying. preemptive. That's a good approach, man. Take the dude yeah. and get out there before they can kill you. Eight mile. That's like eight I mean, mile, Eminem. I know what you're gonna say mile. about me. I got killed, but <laughs> I got killed. Yeah, he made remember. me. But a five sack performance, man. I think you gotta you gotta take your head off. The good thing is, as a defender, you start thinking. I can't wait. When you come out the gate with five and 20 is a fantastic number, you're like, I'm already half. Oh, man, I'm there. I can chill. Right. Take some plays off now. I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, because what's the record? What's the what season record? 20. 20? Yeah. Uh, 20. He's on He's on pace right. to break so it. He's, like, he's on pace five. for 85, 85 <laughs> yeah. stacks this season. Hey, he's like, man, I hope we got them again on the schedule. I'm going to get at right. least three on this dude. <laughs> no, not that. He did stand out, and I, I'm not surprised you picked a defensive dude. For me, it's got to be uh Kyler Murray man Kyler Murray like he's a little he, he he's a small dude all right and I'm not uh height shaming but he is a small dude I didn't think he was gonna be this good I'm gonna be honest that dude out there looking like he's on uh, look like Tech Mobile four touchdowns one rush four passing touchdowns one rushing touchdowns 21 for 32 for 289 yards the man looked like he playing Tech Mobile and it, it looks really weird because that's normally the only place you would see someone of such short stature 
having so much success is on a video game. That dude is balling. And let me just say to Kyler Murray, and he, maybe he's not watching it now, but next year I'll repeat this apology when we make it to the Met Gala. They're going to invite us, baby. I apologize. Or we'll crash. Or we'll crash. I, <laughs> I apologize for shortchanging you. <laughs> I, that was a short joke, man. Y'all didn't catch it. I, didn't apologize, I apologize for saying that you would not make it in the NFL and that you would be re regretting the decision to play football over baseball. You made the right decision, my brother. And the fans, the fans are the ones that I think are benefiting from that decision, man, because he's playing some great football. Now, on the other side of it, that was good football. Can we all agree that on the bad side of it, that A-A-A-Ron himself, double, what's good, discount, double check. Double, discount, double jeopardy. <laughs> jeopardy, all of that. The man who, 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 who has blasted the front office. Thou who has been called the greatest, despite only having one Super Bowl. They say he walks on water, maybe because his hands are a little long now. But A.A.A. Ron Rogers looked like doo-doo. In the same game that Jameis Winston went out there, put up those numbers, was very, 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 very impressive. Aaron Rodgers, the chosen one, looked like, I ain't going to go too far, but because I want to get invited to the Met Gala. I know how they do it. But he looked bad, y'all. 15 for 28 for 133 yards, two interceptions, and most importantly, looked pedestrian. It, it looked like he was sleepwalking. It looked like he was still trying to negotiate the new terms of a deal in the middle of the game. He looked bad. He's losing that negotiation. I think he looks like, hey, I told y'all to trade me. Y'all didn't trade me. <laughs> That's on y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's I hard to, to think it's not a, it's not intentional. He don't. He's never played like that. Never. You start a. You started to think that the Texans looking for six people. <laughs> They knew somebody was coming up. Hey, I would have put. I would have fell for it. He played so bad that I would have fell for. It. I'm like, bro, we good. We don't need that, especially when we got a young man in Julian Love right here behind you that can absolutely play and is more athletic. Has a Jordan, lot more. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. What I call him, Justin. Julian Love. You gave him a little. Julian. Notice. I get. I, that's <laughs> the Notre Dame kid. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't see Jordan him. Love. Jordan Love. My bad. Jordan Love, not Julian. That's that is so Jordan Love, though, is sitting there hovering, waiting. I think I would have fell for the okie doke. I would have been like Aaron Rodgers in the third quarter. I got somebody on the phone. Instead of it being somebody upstairs diagramming plays, it would have been his agent. Like y'all, you win. You can you can move him right now. But Danica Patrick, one of them. Somebody call this woman. And that's those woman. <laughs> he looked bad, man. Like absolutely <laughs> bad. Baby. He need a hug. He need a conjugal. He's he's not doing good, man. I don't know what's going on. We got to talk about two other things. The young wide receivers, because since you brought up the, the defense alignment, Chandler Jones, who deserved mention with five sacks in one game. But there were some young wide receivers, man. Jamar Chase, who at one point said it was harder to catch the ball because the NFL ball, because it doesn't have little white lines on it. Uh, and people clowned him. They straight up clowned him. Had a big day. He balled out. Uh, that was a trick. That was a trick. Line. Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith both balled out in week one. These young wide receivers balled out. The fact that all three of those came from the SEC just 
anyway, I, I, two for one. I'm, I'm venting. I'm a two from one team. Uh, I'm venting. But yo, know, my man Jamar Chase had five receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. He he made he made made good on uh, such a high draft pick. But they all did. Uh, they also showed that there might be sort of a, a youth movement when it comes to these receivers. So we shall see. Stay tuned. But the stories that I got to get to, I got to get to. My Browns, the Browns, who will be the Super Bowl champs this year. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah, I said Say Say what you Super Bowl champs. We gave away a game against Say Kansas City, but, but whatever. But the refs were very helpful. Friendly. Yes. The punter, I don't know what the punter was doing. We figured out a way to lose in Arrowhead Stadium, whatever. But that's not even the story. The storyline really is one of the Kansas City Chiefs assistant coaches somehow, some way pushed the safety from the Browns, Ronnie Harrison Jr. The coach is Greg Lewis, who used to play receiver for the Eagles. And Ronnie Harrison Jr. does what anybody would do, defends himself, pushes back, gets ejected. The ref doesn't even see the assistant coach. It, it, I don't know how coaches, and, and, and it harkens back to uh, Joey Porter. Remember Joey Porter had the skirmish when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, with Pac-Man Jones, with Cincinnati? This, this is what it reminds me of. There's an eye in the sky, but a coach – and this is where that thin line is, is blurred sometimes because a lot of these coaches are former players. But a coach putting his hands on a, a player during the game, to me, should be far more unacceptable than the retaliation. I hope, and I haven't followed it to date, but I hope that at least the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get fined for that because the eye in the sky showed exactly what happened. He just retaliated. And I thought he should have retaliated. And and, and, and was reserved in the retaliation. They try to make it seem like he punched him. He pushed him. He pushed him. He didn't push him to the ground. You pushed me. I pushed you back. We're all getting off the pile. We're pushing. You know, it's different. If you push a ref, a ref can push you and you got to take it, right? Because the ref is just an official out there. But the coaches can get flagged too. So I, I thought that was a flag. Okay. An ejection? Are the, is the coach, are the coaches a protected class now? Yeah. Maybe. What? Maybe I don't. I didn't understand it at the time, but I was wearing my fan hat at the time, so I was biased because you know I'm a fan of the Browns, who will be the Super Bowl champs this year. So mm-hmm. I, I was wearing my fan hat, and I, 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 I've had a few days to think about it, remove myself, and I'm still like, how does that happen? How does that happen? Like, you don't eject somebody for that. I don't think even if you push I'm another play, push. A push? You can't push a ref. Anything that. You could push the, the lines, Judge. I mean, the uh, the chain gang, can't you? I mean, who? Yeah. Hey, where do we draw the line? But the, I mean, the the in, the initial point of it, the player he was surrounded and he was actually trying to get out of there. Like he was. The assumption was, oh, he's in there trying to mix it up. He's stepping he's on. Trying the to make somebody, he was trying he, to stop he laid the dude, dude out and he was trying to get out of there and he was stepping over, step trying to get away. The coach pushed him as he was walking away. So in reality, <laughs> the fact that this kid got ejected is insult to injury because he wasn't even he didn't even start anything with another player he was trying he to was there he, himself. He, he came to the aid of one of his teammates 
And we all know how it is. No, he when, was in the play. No, he was just trying to get out of the. He was in the he play. Was trying and the to dude, get out of they the tried to make area. it seem like he tried to stomp on the dude, but the dude, no. I don't know, he wasn't holding his leg. His leg was twisted up, and he was trying to, you know, step up out of it. He, know, was. he, fall he over. was. And yep. dude pushed him, and he got his feet back. It was like, don't you, what, what are we doing here? What I will say is this. I love the fact that, that Ronnie Harrison Jr. has an eagle eye because I was tripping on how he even knew that that was the person that pushed him. But, <laughs> like, he should be a boxer. He's like, I mean, he knew exactly where it came from. Uh, there's been a lot of talk this week, and people have said that Ronnie Harrison Jr. was absolutely wrong. I can't defend the decision to push him, but it, it, it just feels as though that should have been, all right, keep on playing. I don't think he, it was a big deal. I didn't think so then, and then looking at it in review, I absolutely don't think it's a big deal. But if one player was ejected, which impacted the game, that's a start. It should be reviewed. Right? It, it should absolutely be reviewed. So whatever the NFL review office is doing, how do you not get that right? It was clear as day that all he did was push the man back. It was clear as day that he didn't ball his fist. It was clear as day that he was just on the sideline because having made a play and trying to get away. He was a little slower to get away because there was another teammate there, and I think they were both trying to – get off the sideline together. But here comes Greg Lewis with the cheap shot of the year, gets away with it then, and I haven't heard him being fine or Kansas City being fine, but I think that they need to take another step, and justice needs to be served. Kansas City needs to at least be fined. Yeah, I believe it's under investigation. They haven't, you know, levied any decision on it, but I think the – It'll be interesting because this ultimately does what we're starting to see is former players more immediately removed that are becoming coaches, right? Like there's kind of this transition into your, like, I mean, Greg Lewis caught a touchdown like four Super Bowls ago, right? Like he's not that far removed from the game. So the mentality and just being around the game, I assume has something to do with it. So the lines are getting blurred. So obviously there needs to be some rule changes. And we'll see if if this, you know, provokes them to kind of change the policies. But ultimately, like you said, I agree. There should be at least a minimum of a fine if there's a suspension. But the problem is you can't you can't unlose the game. <laughs> so yeah, you right, can't put the right. guy back. That's the problem. Who cares about the money and all that stuff? That's none of I mean, there are rich people anyway, but you can't again, if you push the player, you wouldn't get ejected. So why are you why do you get ejected for pushing a coach? I mean the coaches are not the, the officials are, are hands off. You can't touch those people. They're not there. But the coaches can get flags just like the players can get flags. So they're part of the deal. So if they touch you, you touch them back. What's the story? I don't know why they did it. It didn't make sense for me. Um, but in this NFL recap, uh, you know, and again, I'm biased. I'm a Browns fan. That 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 one didn't sit well with me this week. Um, but we did see in week one. You know the old saying, prime time said it, baby, because prime doing his thing. Shout out to prime, baby. Look good, feel good, play good. I know it's not grammatically correct, but don't worry about it. All right, look good, feel good, play good. And in this week's episode at the Met Gala, the NFL in week one, and for the most part, you know, they they, they look good. You know, they felt good and they played good. It was some good football, but that was a bad look for the NFL, that a coach is given that leeway to push a player and the player is then suspended for retaliating. And I agree with you, uh, ETP, that the lines are very blurred. Because just like Joey Porter, when, when he was coaching with the Steelers and Pac-Man Jones on the sideline, they had they had a history yeah. 
we might mess around and find out that Greg Lewis and Ronnie Harrison Jr. have a history yeah. because that looked like he he was just waiting to push him. I've been waiting to push you, but three years since I, you know, and 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 again he got away with it. Uh, a player we did not mention in week one that showed up got off. Russell Wilson. He balled as well. But I think for for me, in this episode of At the Met Gala, he deserves mention because his woman, Sierra, was one of the entertainment figures that showed up at the Met Gala. And she showed up. I I know Jay-Z got the hot line. I got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. But this man, Russell Wilson's woman, showed up at the Met Gala with a custom dress, bedazzled with the number three. Look a it little bit a, like what you got on. It, you know what? You, you kind of, <laughs> it do kind of resemble. It, <laughs> it kind of, you got a point there. But I told you, man, it's the, hey, the it's same fashion volume, fluid, it's baby. The same exact volume, it's the same energy. It's the same. Hey, energy. No, okay, you got a point there, man. Sierraish right now. Feeling yeah. real Sierraish. But but she showed up in this very bright green Seattle Seahawks dress jersey and had a bedazzled look to it. Had a had a bedazzled clutch purse in a in the shape of a football. Man, let's give that man a round of applause, man. Because one man's trash is another man's treasure. What future could not do uh, and provide for that woman. Hey, Russell Wilson, man, shout out my brother because that's still a fine woman. You're doing you something right. That was right, her man. moment. For she to wear you. a dress, a customized bedazzled dress to the Met Gala, I thought I was doing something when somebody wore my Letterman jacket. When I gave somebody my little my little chain, my pendant, she had a, a, a all-out dress customized yeah, in the Met. Somebody man. still tried to shoot at her? When she was out there, somebody tried to get at her? Well, you know you somebody it's still just a lost call. <laughs> like, you talking yeah. to a girl, you, you just going to ignore the football uniform she's got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, think he's man. good, man. He can let her go. Yeah, like if, if the if the wedding ring wasn't enough, like I have a dress on. With with her. No, Yo, she great. she was wearing the Super Bowl ring, also. Yeah. Yo, man. Hey, There's shout out Russell Wilson. You can do. Yeah, shout out Russell Wilson, oh, man. Aside, hey, Russ. that's you real love care. right there. When you show up at the Met Gala with a customized jersey dress to represent your man, hey brother, shout out to him. But there are some other fashion news. At the Met and sports took center stage. One of the co-chairs, co-hosts of the entire Met Gala, was none other than a subject that we've discussed several times here on the Ball Hog Sports Talk: the Haitian Sensation Part Two, because we know you Haitian Sensation Part One. No, no uh, Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Yes, thank you, thank you, Ellis. Thank you, ETP. I appreciate it, Ellis, the producer. You done done it again. If, 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 well, they say pictures say a thousand words, whatever it says. Like, just look at this picture. Now, this is the same Naomi Osaka who has talked several times about scared of the media, <laughs> her, reluctance, her reluctance to engage with the media. Now, to her credit, this design was a partnership with Louis Vuitton, and it started with a drawing that her sister made. And her sister uh, is also a professional tennis player. Uh, created basically a cultural combination of her Japanese and Haitian heritage. And all of that, I have to make sure that I give credit where credit is due. All that is amazing, wonderful, cool. All right, there's a period there. 
Next hey. sentence. We got to say shout out to Haiti. Uh, you want, all right, that's the second that's the sentence. Shout out to Haiti. And that, where's the other place? That small island off the coast of Haiti, that uh, Japan. <laughs> that's 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 the other place. It's a province. It's a territory. It's a territory of Haiti. <laughs> it's like a, something you line up so you know Haiti's coming up. You just line right. up. Oh, that, okay, that little see. place, yeah. Japan. Right. <laughs> and we, at least you acknowledge that other little part of her other heritage. Part of I got you. That's the part uh, that doesn't look good. In the, doesn't uh, look good. In this All right. So now that's yeah. there's another period, but I got to get to the third sentence. The Big Flow Show, ETP, Ellis, the producer. What in the what is going on here, man? <laughs> and I'm very, look, I, look. I, there's a man with a purple pedazzled dress, uh, coat. I'm dressed in that. And I'm Question. still looking at what in the what? what is going on here, man? Make it make sense for me. ETP, I'll start with you. You've done the red carpet before. Uh, before the ball hog sports talk, I don't give everybody your, your your cred your creds, but you lived a life where you were on the red carpet, my man. What is this? You see this and you think what? I uh, it looked like she was laying on the red carpet, and her hairspray got a little bit, you know, was a little bit dry, and she stood up. So yeah, I don't know, man. This is I don't know enough about the culture to I've never seen anything like which this. culture the you know, Haitian culture. Like, I know yeah, a lot the, about the, the Haitian the, culture. We got we got resources. <laughs> There's a bug in Haiti that favors the where her hair is. Well, I can see it. It <laughs> looks like a little bit of anime, a little bit of anime, a little sounds. bit of anime. anime. I can see that. Uh, uh, the big flow show. This your Haitian sensation part two. Your 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 sister in here representing the culture. Is she yeah, representing have, the what? What's going on here? You see this and you our think flag what? has red and blue in it. I do see some purple, so I know she might be meeting you later. There's some <laughs> purple in there. I don't think we have. I don't know the hair thing. I don't really understand what's going on. We got someone's got to talk to me about that. But that the the rope on top that's Jap, that's Japan. We don't do that um, unless that's supposed <laughs> to be like a dreadlock of some sort. I'm not really interested, but, I, but look, man. I, even when y'all told me to dress up today, I still got on all black. I don't. I'm not the fashion guy here. You. I think this is a question for you, man. You got Dapper Dan behind you. You got, you know, uh, Christmas uh, decorations on your shoulder. I need to see what you think. Uh, <laughs> like wrapping paper. So I, I mean, really, <laughs> I really hate how you teed that up. Like, and, and, no, then, and then, and then I come and say what? Like, you got yeah. ornaments on you. I would say, with all due respect. With all, all due respect. respect. <laughs> That's how you start off your most disrespectful. I gotta toss this page. back to you, my friend. Uh from a, a fashionable standpoint. And I do believe in fashion. For example, we were supposed to start at 8.30 a.m. Eastern today. We started at 9.20 because I believe in being fashionably late. <laughs> For the first pet rally at Notre Dame, I walked out with an all-white suit. I'm from South Florida. Shadow side, lot of hill, baby. Lot of, lot of, lot of Dale. A lot of, lot of Dale and me, so I wore an all-white suit. I believe in being fashionably risque. But I got to draw the line somewhere. And it was just shy of whatever she decided to do. And I guess maybe I might be a bit tainted because we have dealt with the mental health conversation of Naomi Osaka. We've dealt with whether or not her wanting to be out of the limelight should be supported by those of us that cover sports. And then I see this, and I'm thinking, what in the what? So I'm either mad at the stylist, mad at Louis Vuitton for whatever collaboration this is supposed to be, 
or I'm mad at Naomi Osaka for lying to us because this does not, this does not look like somebody that wants to be out of the limelight. Uh, I do give her an A for 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 risk, um, but I I can't go higher than a C minus for execution. Maybe uh, this is how she feels inside, and this is what we should know. This is this is the mess that she feels like inside when she's in front of the media, <laughs> and we should all know that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Who else? We gotta get to a few other people. Naomi Osaka, yeah. uh, keep on doing your thing. The fact that she was chosen uh, at such a young age and so early in her career to be a co-host of the Met Gala shows where it's going. There are other tennis greats. There's a tennis affiliation with the Met Gala. Uh, we know that every year Serena and Venus come and they do their thing. Uh, they did so. They did not disappoint. Uh, Serena's dress initially, I thought, was just a plain white dress. You look a little closer. And that thing is lace. And I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I get to see Serena in lace. Lord, have mercy. But I digress. Um, Venus is always a little more reserved. And uh, I won't say, yeah, she, she's, she's a little more reserved. She's more laid back um, than Serena. And that was true here. Some of the other mentions from the Met Gala. Who else stood out? Anybody stand out to y'all? We saw Russell Westbrook there. Uh, this time he was not in a dress, or they don't call that a dress. They call it a kilt. It's a kilt, right? But he had Just a purse, like, didn't he? You don't call it paint. You call it salmon. They don't call it a dress. They call it a kilt. You don't call it a purse. You call it a uh, messenger bag. bag. Uh, and uh, Russell Westbrook left his dress. I'm sorry, his kilt home this time. But he had his hair painted in blue. You had anybody else stand out in terms of athletes at the Met Gala in their fashion? Anybody stand out for you all? Yeah, my actually my favorite was the one that was probably the most simple. It was uh, Layla Fernandez. So she played in the final, uh, the U.S. Open final. She lost to Emma Raducanu, but she showed up at the Met Gala with a black and white striped dress, and it was actually kind of paying homage to the Williams sisters when they were uh, in Vogue magazine back oh, when yeah. they were teenagers. And yeah. I just thought that was super dope. Like she just looked like she came in a regular dress. She looked quote unquote underdressed. Yeah. But the context of it, I think was just super dope. Really Agreed. like respect. I mean, and, and Venus and Serena were there. So it's just, as good to just see, I mean, Naomi Osaka has been a champion for, you know, basically promoting the legacy and living on, you know, the performance of Venus and Serena and the trails that they blazed. And so to right. see even, even younger, Doing that, I thought that was just like a nice uh, tip of the cap for sure. Agreed. Uh, how about you, the Big Flow Show? Man, Serena came out like a whole a whole flock of uh, a whole flock of flamingos. I don't know if we could see that picture of her <laughs> a flock of flamingos. That was her her shawl or her was her her, her wrap. Somewhere between that and Simone wearing more weight on her back than she weighs. Some something about the significance of that. Those are probably my yeah. two favorite. I like Lewis Hamilton. The F1 driver, not only because now he had sort of a, a dress, it was like a slip hanging down from I'm not there yet, y'all. And, and call me an old man, I'm not there yet. It was like a little sheer slip hanging down from his coat. But the thing that I like most about him is he bought a table that was specifically for up and coming black designers. And I love that. The fact that he's using his money to, uh, help other people get exposure and he's giving back in terms of the fashion choice. I don't know if I can do the sheer slip hanging from my jacket type thing on one side of my body, but Hey man, again, 
Uh, it's about risk. You mentioned somebody, though, Simone Biles, because she had the twisties in the Olympics. We've talked about it here. But she wore a crystal-studded, how do you say that? Swarovski. Whoever makes the crystals. Swarovski. Whoever. Yeah. But the, the crystal makers. Gus Worski. Gus Worski. <laughs> Antoine. It's messed up, man. Hey, I ain't getting into that with you today. But the Simone Biles wore a dress that had crystals in it, were 98 pounds. 98 pounds. As you mentioned, the Big Flow Show, she probably only weighed 88 pounds. She, <laughs> on a, she had on a dress 98 pounds. And not only did she, was she fashion forward, uh, but she got a workout. I think th that it was a great fashion choice. Um, the Met Gala in this episode of At the Met Gala uh, did not disappoint. It was a year off. They finally got back to hanging out and, and kicking it. Hopefully everybody was vaccinated. Hopefully everybody stayed safe. Uh, but it was fun to watch everybody. Simone Biles being there, though, reminds me of another story that we got to talk about in this week's episode of the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. Because when sports, business, and entertainment collide, there are tragedies in sports. None bigger. I'll say none bigger because there's a lot of tragedy in sports. But, but for this week, there's a tragedy that is twofold. We know all too well the Larry Nasser story. For those on the rock, Larry Nasser is the, the, the doctor who was the Olympic team doctor who basically was a pedophile. He was fondling people, fondling young girls and, you know, calling what he was doing. He was calling it medical. He was acting as though it was treatment, and he did it to a lot of athletes across sports. But then the FBI, we found out, because Simone Biles was one of the one of the gymnasts that um, was – at the hearing this week about the botched FBI investigation. There's now a probe. The person who botched the investigation has been fired. But it's like these, these victims, because there's no other way to describe it, but these athletes were victims. It's like now they've been victimized again. To have to be under oath and talk about the things that, that happened and the things that you disclosed to an FBI agent in order to further investigation, to talk about it again, is absolutely reliving it. They're being victimized again. So it's really tragic that they have to go through this. I hope that the FBI probe does what it needs to do to make sure that other people do not fall victim to a botched investigation. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to see any of it, but I, I, my heart goes out to all of the gymnasts that had to, to, to go and be under oath and talk about the actions of, of that vile disgusting human being yet again the one thing that stood out to me that really bothered me is like you start hearing about the initial reports and how the fbi was basically telling them like this didn't happen or you're exaggerating like you know bl victim blaming and doing different things and it just kind of goes to say everybody out there who has a child that's in the situation um you know trying to achieve because it seems like you hear more and more of these stuff people high achievers people who really have a lot of stake and these these uh, uh, parasites that are are, 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 are are the predators that are doing this are so good at positioning themselves with such high reputations that even you have the FBI who should know better questioning the child victims 
wondering right. whether or not this is even legit. And it scares you know, it scares me as a uh, you know someone who has a daughter and a right. son that you just never know when you're out there. Like these these people are dedicated; they're committed to to being the sickness to fulfilling the sickness and there's just a lot of a lot of risk out there so i hate that these ladies have to go through this because from what i understand these wounds don't heal very easily so um i hope these i hope they get a nice general uh uh general population uh sense you want to put in gin pop yeah, they, uh, should, they, should, they should see how popular they are with the inmates i don't <laughs> think he'll be very popular at all and he shouldn't be when you hear the stories I will not defend the FBI for saying that they're exaggerating. That's crazy. If someone gives you that account, believe it and figure out, get to the bottom of it. But the story sounds so extreme that you're thinking, no human would do that. Mm -hmm. Right? And and ETP, I don't know what you thought about it, but it it, it makes my stomach, my stomach sick that a doctor, a team doctor, who's put in that position, and that's what they say about pedophiles, right? They're so good. They're so, a lot of them are narcissists such that they can convince anybody of anything. But this is someone that's sworn to take, you know, take an oath and sworn to protect the, the, the patients that they serve. Basically using that platform like a kid in a candy store. But instead, their candy is victims, humans. They're ruining lives. Ruined lives. It's just hard to stomach it. Yeah. No, it's, you know, I, I look at it like I just, you know, try to think about how many, even at a at a basic level, right? Young girls, also also males, right? That that he violated that might have had a potential career, right? Doing something in sports and and maybe that affected them. Not to mention the trauma mentally, psychologically outside of it. And then to look at it and see these former Olympians or current Olympians, Simone Biles, the greatest <laughs> gymnast that's ever lived, has basically was subjected to this, but was still has still been able to be a celebrity presence, has been able to be a business person, has been able to be the greatest athlete or arguably one of the greatest athletes ever. It's it shows it's a testament to the resilience where she, I mean, she's at the Met Gala with a 5,000 pound dress and then she's crying in front of the, you know, the government in the Supreme Court testimony. And now she's on tour. Like it, it, it's really just a testament to her strength and, and also the, the other women that testified as well. I, I applaud them. It's unfortunate. It's tragic that they had to go through it, but I, I think, I try to look at the positive of it and, yeah. and really admire and appreciate their strength. The other side of it, this guy is evil. He clearly, and, and the system, the, the, the systemic suppression of this is, is disturbing and people always want to dismiss conspiracy theories and all of these things, but the government isn't always going to address certain things based on who's invested and based on who it could hurt and who it could uh, affect. So it's it's really hard to like you said it makes you makes you kind of sick to your stomach. It's a hard pill to swallow to recognize that there are, are very clearly different rules for different classes of people, different positions of people, and it's it's disturbing. It's good that it's come out, but it's a question of you know what is the recourse going to be, and there's probably nothing you can do to help resolve this for anybody in the past. But I think some level of you know punishment 
and really, you know, more than putting this guy in gin pot, like just let all the guards go off duty for a couple of hours. Right. See, you know, it's just, well, I don't know. I don't know what the, the I don't know what kills the me best about punishment it would be for it, but it's just, right. it's the most extreme in his hundreds. It's not a How couple good people. could he have possibly been at his job that he continued to work with these people? Like, you know, you see that the, when, the, when it happened with Sandusky, you know, Penn State had a great defense. They had, you know, a great football team. Not justifying it, but you see where people are, like, putting winning over it. This guy was a trainer. Like, yeah, what high powered, like high profile, right? But what did it, he do that was so amazing that 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 people just kept, you know, you can't find somebody well, else to do. Well, I think I think to co- to quote Simone Biles because she said that they turned a blind eye. The FBI turned a blind eye to to, to this unbelievable, horrible behavior, and I think institutions did too. It's been reported and estimated that he had at least two hundred sixty five victims. And I don't think that all all means of punishment that other parts of the country use don't normally excite me. But in this case, I mean, 265 whatever, lashes or stones, it seems as though that there should be exceptions to the rule, and this would be one of them. I've been on Simone Biles a lot when it comes to the twisties and I talk about mental fortitude and from a from a from a performance standpoint in the US Olympics for her to be the greatest of all times the greatest of all times I said that she has to undergo the scrutiny in the same token she does deserve credit for being able to represent herself at the Met Gala go and 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 testify and relive this nightmare to have that level of mental fortitude shows just why she's such a powerful woman and hopefully and she said it all week i saw uh dominique dawes and so many other other old gymnasts are are coming out and saying thank you for speaking up the misogyny that occurs in sports is what leads to an fbi investigation being botched because they can't believe that this is happening and i'm not proud of it but i am and I've said it on this show before, I am committed to doing what we can do to make sure that we overcome it. And so I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna transition a little bit, but before I do, because you talked about the big flow show, you talked about your daughter, who's a volleyball player. There are people who say that that the outfits that that some sports choose, like track, like gymnastics, volleyball, volleyball. While you can't change the crazy thoughts of a pedophile, there's some that argue maybe we should do more to 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 not entice these crazy people to be. Uh, I don't agree. You know, I know with track you gotta have. A, I'm not a worried horse. about those pedophiles. I don't want little little Jimmy and Joe in the in the stands enticed by my daughter's shorts. I'm not thinking about the pedophile with those shorts. I'm thinking about the regular people. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I gotta. I have to really put a put a break on that because just because they dress a certain way like that doesn't that does not encourage disconnecting the two no the the theory is this i'm not connecting the two we we know that the behavior is vile set that aside that's somebody that deserves the worst punishment known to mankind i'm not saying that what i'm saying is there are people that say knowing that those monsters exist right as uh, as people who don't think that way, who would never behave that way, but we want our 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 babies protected, 
Should we think about maybe not even having, you know, the 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 exposure to certain body parts, or maybe they shouldn't be so tight. And certain sports, they have to be. Gymnastics, you can't have a loose fitting clothes. But but it's like, of course, pedophiles are gonna find their way into a volleyball gym in high school because the girls are wearing short shorts, no. and it and it's messed up. But I it's think, like I we think know what's gonna happen. Should we do something about? Would 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 molest somebody who's wearing a burqa? I mean, they're they're they're, they're sick people. I don't True. like the short shorts because of what is natural, where young boys naturally like <laughs> young girls. I don't like what I don't like the real stuff, the 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 pure thoughts they're going through that I don't like. I don't appreciate those. So that's why you don't, don't like, like thinking how you used to think. That's what I that don't is. like the <laughs> fact that going to the volleyball. I want to ask everybody if they understand the rules of the volleyball. If you don't, you got to go. If you're just here for the entertainment purposes, but as a man and someone who knows nature, I know that's natural, <laughs> and I don't like that. But for the sickos, nah, we're not covering up for There's the some sickos. that argue. There's some that argue that there's misogyny even in the, the clothing decisions in certain sports. There is. There's misogyny in, in making sure that, that they're tight-fitting, that body parts are exposed. You know, we're going to get to some name, image, and likeness stuff today. There's misogyny in deciding who is a viable, valuable name, image, and likeness client. Misogyny exists in sports, fellas, and, and, and it's up to us. Uh, who I, I think we're all mindful of trying to uh, uh, undo what has been misogynistic systemically in sports. So it's up to, for, it's up to us to, to have the conversation. But yeah. I do have the transition. And my transition is, is going to be, because this is, like we said, at the Met Gala episode. When it comes to the FBI, when it comes to that probe, right, it – it's just a bad look. There's nothing fashionable about that. They're re-victimizing these women. It's just a bad look. Simple and plain. But but I'm going to transition because there's a, we do sports business and entertainment in the ball hog sports talk. There's a business element to it too. That is also misogynistic. The U.S. women's national team, when it comes to soccer, compared to the U.S. men's national team, when it comes to soccer, is night and day. The success that the U.S. women's national team has had, the dominance, although they didn't win the Olympics this year, they got the bronze medal, the dominance, and we were all shocked. Whereas if the men's would have won the, the bronze, we would have celebrated forever. The dominance in which our U.S. women's national team has shown over the last 20 years, whatever, is, is it's legendary. However, the U.S. men's national team who does not fare as well on the field, on the pitch, as they say, makes far more money. The women won the equal treatment case, but the equal pay case has been kicked down the, the road for a while. They had to now appeal. Uh, it, it, it doesn't look great. USA Soccer came out with an announcement saying that they're going to rectify that. And the Players Association for the U.S. Women's Team said this is just a PR stunt. Let's hop on in here, fellas. Equal pay has been a conversation when it comes to the disparity between men and women and what they are compensated for a long time in corporate America. We talked about it with basketball, but with basketball, 
Barry, it's not apples to apples when we're talking about this story versus soccer. Basketball versus soccer is, is not apples to apples. It's not. When it comes to soccer, this conversation is in a league of its own because of the drastic disparity in terms of success and performance the U.S. women's soccer team, U.S. women's national team, has versus the men. And yet still the men are getting paid significantly more. Some people are blaming on FIFA. The World Cup. The men are going to split up $440 million or something like that. The women are going to split up $60 million. Is that So that's what I was looking up right now. That's where I, you lost me. Okay, so we're in a capitalist society, right? This isn't socialist society. I don't believe, I believe the women's soccer is better than the men's soccer in the United States, not even close. We're more successful. I think it's just as entertaining to watch. I'm, I'm more, more likely to watch the women's uh, World Cup, women's Olympic team versus the men's Olympic team. But at the end of the day, what they're going to end up trying to do, they're proposing is they're going to take all the money, put it in a pool, and pay them accordingly. And even though the men's sport is team is not anywhere near as good, I just have a I have a hard time with that because at the end of the day, it's not. Don't be mad at the at at, at FIFA. Don't be mad at the at U.S. Uh, soccer. Be mad at society because if there's only a revenue share of sixty million dollars versus was it four hundred sixty six? I was trying to look 440. that up. Four hundred forty. Four hundred forty. You can't just say that the women deserve a piece of that four hundred forty million. There's nothing that the women are doing to generate that four hundred forty million that they're getting from that share. So therefore, maybe the pay but, shouldn't be. But the networks just no. created an equal like that money wasn't specific to men's soccer. The money that they're making from this TV deal, okay, is for the World Cup, the not ratings. for women versus men. So. Even, even FIFA's decision to me is misogynistic, right? And, and But maybe they have some data that supports that the viewership is significantly higher for the men's matches versus the women's matches. That That's Where true. is all Almost. that money? Where is that revenue share all coming from? If the $440 from, million is coming just from, from the ratings, maybe it's a global thing and then we're getting our share. I, I don't understand all the, the, the it's economics. T- it, it, it's, the, it's the TV. It's the corporate sponsors. There's a and maybe that's what we blame. Yeah. Do we say that in order for the 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 network to enter this agreement with FIFA, they have to set some terms that say that this has to be a 50-50 split between men and women before Coca-Cola or Toyota, Mercedes, whoever is the title sponsor, before they agree to the terms of what the sponsorship for World Cup means? Do they have to condition it that they that even who do we and you're saying we gotta blame the the fans because how we consume. But even that is like a a chicken and the egg. Like we consume based on how it's marked. It's like it's like a, the misogyny that existed is impacting the misogynistic results. If if you understand what I'm saying, right? It's like we watch it differently because it's presented to us differently. Yeah. No. You make you make a good point, right? Because I think the best example of sports pay parity across gender genders is tennis right so when they run any of the grand slams you don't buy a ticket i mean once you get to the finals semifinals you might buy a ticket to go specifically see the men play in the semifinals or the finals the women play but you buy a ticket to the u.s open the australian open wimbledon it's mixed up right so you get to watch tennis you don't go and watch necessarily men's tennis women's tennis 
and they for all the grand slams pay is on par right the the women's champion and the men's champion get the same pay the ratings i mean this year's us open the women's final rated i think double <laughs> what uh what the men's did and djokovic was going for a sweep of of the the slams right yeah, so yeah, calendar, was be monumental yeah, and he was going to have the record for uh the number of uh majors or champ you know championships so won real significance yeah and he still couldn't rate what the women were because of the narrative you had these two teenagers you know came out of nowhere great storyline you know super personable people but that being said like basketball like soccer all of that it's presented separately and the women are not represented in a way and there's not an investment a same level of investment behind it so you raise that point where if they had the world cup at the same time and men and women were going on at the same time could it you know could it add some balance to it because the the, the reason that this whole thing started is because the men u.s men were so bad and the u.s women were so great <laughs> that people were like wait a second this pay is off but if it was still if they were playing at the same level either bad or good we're just talking about oh well it's the ratings it's the the sponsorship deals all of that right but not but because everything's so segregated the even the corporate sponsors that are buying i mean you know there's big big sponsors procter and gamble budweiser you know nike or all of these big world cup sponsors they might also sponsor the women's world cup but they're not dedicating that budget to activate it you know they they're not right. sending as much beer to the to the women's world cup as they are to the men's world cup so the amount that they're investing media all that is going towards the men so how do you then turn around and say to the men's side oh yeah you're going to get paid just the same as the women but the US women's team is one team in that network of the global game i think the men's team came out in an amicus brief and supported the equal pay appeal It'll be interesting because they didn't find out they was getting less. That's well, I mean. it'll be interesting now that that apparently there's been a deal put on the table. It'll be interesting to see if they're gonna put their money where their mouth is. Because in order for it to be fair, the split means that the men are gonna make less. That's just that, and so it'll be it'll be very interesting because you can virtue signal all the time. An amicus brief is good to say, oh, in support of. But now your pocket's going to get tapped. Now you got to live by what you say you believe in, and it's going to negatively impact what that direct deposit looks like. And so now we will truly see if the men's national team does believe in equal pay. <laughs> uh, but, but, but it's just it's tough for me to see how everyone seems to be pointing the finger at everyone else the men's national team would be a perfect scapegoat, be a perfect scapegoat, right? To say, well, the men, the men decided they didn't want to split the money. Perfect scapegoat. But at some point, and you talk about your daughter as a volleyball player, I think that, again, as men, we got to step up and say right is right is wrong is wrong because um, it, it's a, it's a, it, the sports world is a male-dominated industry, and we're seeing the, the, the impact of that. Uh, one day your daughter's going to be in a, in a career, right? And if she's doing the same work, as uh, you make it easy because you got a, a boy and a girl doing the same work as your son why shouldn't she get paid the same no, and that's see, essentially what we're talking about and i guess that's where it comes back down to this and and uh i take to heart what you said about 
the revenue might be different because of, of what the energy they're putting behind. You go back to the NCAA tournament and the lack of, you know, promotion of the NCAA tournament for the women and what they're trying to do in the accommodations that you're right. If, if you presented it more, I think a lot of people would be surprised using basketball as an example, how enjoyable women's basketball is uh, if they ever watch it. But I think a lot of people just aren't drawn to it. But if it was presented to you, you would do it. I enjoy the women's soccer better than the men's soccer in the World Cup level when you talk about the United States. In general, I'm more likely to watch the men's soccer uh, in general. But to be honest, it's one of the one of the sports where, you know, there's no dunking in, in soccer. So, like, there's really nothing a woman can't do that a man can do with a soccer ball. It's just a little bit faster, but it's all relative because you're, you know, they're on the thing. So I enjoy watching it just as much. But when I saw the, 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 the revenue, not thinking deeper and peeling the onion back, when you look at the revenue disparity as far as how much they have to work with, I'm like, ah, 60 million versus 440 million. What is that all coming from? If that is coming from ad dollars, then yeah, you can skew that because maybe maybe you're selling out cheap to the women's sports. Maybe you're just you're not asking for enough, and you're negotiating poorly. Shouldn't hurt them because I don't think that the ratings are higher for men's uh, men's soccer in the United States than it is for women's soccer. I don't believe that. I believe that I know for a fact. I watch the women's soccer and I don't watch the men's soccer when it comes to World Cup because we're trash. So <laughs> I do think you know. Hey, pay them the same. See what's going on. The men ain't going nowhere. Where else you gonna do? You're not gonna go work. They're not gonna go play football. So they get paid less. They're not going to quit. They are <laughs> they playing do, football. <laughs> yeah, they do their trash anyway. So <laughs> it is. Uh, shout out to those who we know were able yeah, to play right. both sports. My man Shane Walton played <laughs> soccer and moved on over, over to football. Uh, but this conversation also means, right? Because because it, it's the At the Met Gala episode, right? And we're thinking of it from a fashion standpoint. To me, this whole thing with soccer in general. This is a, a fashion faux pas that this has gone on for so long. It's become so entrenched in the fabric of soccer that these women have had to be significantly better. They're on the opposite ends of the spectrum in order for us to even have the conversation. Hopefully the, the, the soccer team gets it right. U.S. men's national team, you got to put your money where your mouth is. That's that's essentially what the position they put them in by 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 supporting the women with the amicus brief. By supporting them with that amicus brief, they have put themselves in position now to defend it by way of compensation. So we'll see what happens. We got to get into name, image, and likeness because you know we do the updates here, uh, the ball hog sports talk where, where where sports, business, entertainment collide. Uh, we're gonna go name, image, and likeness. I got to get to that this week. Uh, before I do, we'll take a pause for the station, if you will. I'm going to ask you like we ask you every week. Please like. Please comment. Please share. Tag a friend. Tag a foe. Tag anybody that you know. The Ball Hawk Sports Talk is in the building. Please subscribe in podcast space. I also, before we get to name, image, and likeness, have to give a shout out to our research team. The man, Big P, man, P himself. I'm going to leave him at, at, at just a P. I ain't going to give you his government name. But we, we got into this today at the Met Gala episode. Not only do you see the on-screen gentleman dressed up, even our research, I see you blinging, baby. Even our research team, y'all don't see him back there, but he blinging, baby, blinging hard. We ain't messing around, man. The Ball Hawk Sports Talk is at the Met Gala. We dressing for where we want to be next year. They're going to invite us, y'all. It's going to happen. We have been at the center of what name, image, and likeness looks like. 
We have been discussing it at nausea. And now, in this week, there's some great examples of name, image, and likeness. I want to call this, because, you know, this episode is the at the Met Gala. They're dressed for success. They're primed and ready to take advantage of the windfall of income, to, to, to take advantage of the new opportunities, to take advantage of the new platforms for exposure. Let's get into a few examples for this week. Uh, I love this freshman, the dude. Uh, I'll mess up his name, but he's a, I, I don't want to mess up his name because he's on 2K22. But as a freshman is going to Duke that has somehow, some way got himself, he's, he's gotten into the video game. And you know how long we waited to see this? To see somebody, uh, Paolo Banchero, I think that's how you say it. That was good, man. I, you like that? You get yeah. That that's how you know. I've been you working on the action South on Florida. Yeah, 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 I love South it. Florida. I love that. that Ellis is that. the one that's telling you whether or not your pronunciation is right. What? Who made you the judge? Right. It just sounded convincing. It sounded good. Yeah, you gotta say it with confidence, baby. You know what I'm saying? Just say it with confidence. Paolo Bantero, uh is making history because an incoming freshman is also on 2K22 in the NBA game. All right. Um, this wrestler, Gable Stevenson, who's going to be defending his wrestling NCAA championship is now signed a name, image, and likeness deal with the WWE. I think that's, that that's unprecedented. That's really cool. Uh, whatever WWE wrestler goes in that ring with that man, y'all got to remember he ain't acting. He really know how to wrestle. He's going to have you in that guillotine. You better tap out quick. Uh, this UCLA gymnast, Samantha Sakti. She's one of four college athletes that assigned a name, image, and likeness deal with Sam's Club. I think that's pretty creative. Sam's Club has signed these name, image, and likeness deals with college athletes that wear the name or wear the nickname Sam. I think that's pretty genius. Uh, but the last two that I want to get to, the first one we're going to talk about is the gymnast six hundred and eighty thousand dollar deal and she had several options to choose from olivia dunn uh while gymnastics is what she do, what she does really social media is what's drawing people to olivia six hundred eighty thousand dollars and it looks very clear in the initial advertisement which she had, uh, announced this deal that they are celebrating her curves they're celebrating the attraction that she has through social media that is largely by a little little you know i didn't say thirsty but pretty thirsty that people didn't like her just because how she looks we talked about it on the show. You know, it's a shame the, how hard it is to say that because we're scared of talking about attractiveness and whatever, like it's a bad thing that we got to toe that line and skate it. But if you look at her Instagram, for those of you guys who think ill of Bobby saying that, and you look at her Instagram photos, you're not going to see many flips. You're not going to see a lot of balance beams, but you are going to see a lot of hips. So 
it don't nothing to hide from. That's just America. That's just that's just human nature. But I, I wanted to let you off the hook there for towing that line for those listening, thinking, "Oh wow, he's just saying this." Look at her, her Instagram. It doesn't say anything about sports. Look at anything about sports. She got over a million followers, and God bless her for that. She's got more followers than some of the women that were on our U.S. Olympic gymnastics team. Mm -hmm. So I'm just using that as a process of elimination, saying it can't be about gymnastics. And, 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 and I'm okay with it in the sense that you do what you do on social media. You're a beautiful person, flaunt it. Show off. One like this beautiful baby jacket baby I got on. Like a, yeah. Ooh, you, style. You, might well, you, know, you might want to start your page. Hey, might want to start my OnlyFans. What well, I'll say this. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to name, image, and likeness, though, when it can't, comes to name, image, and likeness, we talked about whether or not there should be a line drawn because some of these brands, some of these fill in the blank companies, some of the whatever, they're going to objectify the young ladies or just the young athletes, ladies and guys alike. And I think this is an example of it. And, and maybe objectify is too strong of a verb because they're, they're just taking advantage of what she's already created. But it just seems as though in the spirit of what we want for college athletes, it seems as though at some point someone's going to step over the line. And we're getting there a lot quicker than I thought. I don't know what you guys think about this particular deal. Shout out to her. She's making $700,000. She said it was a dream come true. Uh, but it just seems a little like, ah, this ain't what it was about. Am I it misleading too old isn't. school? I, mean, I think what it's about is letting people do what they can do. I think this is a great example. Yeah. She was not, because she's a, on a gymnastics scholarship, she was not able to be a model, basically. She's making all this money because of modeling because she's an attractive person, which people do every day. Kim Kardashian, whatever you want to say, they, they make money because they're attractive, right? B Brown. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Guys like me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, uh, and, and I don't think I should hide from, from, you know what I'm saying? What God gave me, what he put up all up in his suit. But uh, what I'm saying is like, so why should people, because she is a gymnast, why should she have to choose between the two? I think this is the perfect example. I know there was a famous, you don't feel like she's been objectified. Like it, it's yes, maybe too far. She is on her own accord. And she's, right. you know, she, she well, wants the bag. To she's doing it for the bag. People do it every day. This is what America is. This is what we're, we're due. I mean, we, you get paid for it. She's an attractive girl. God bless her. You know what I mean? She, one day she, she's going to grow older and she may not feel like that's what she wants to do. So she's got a window that this is what she wants to do and she should make money. But because she played sports, she couldn't do it. I remember um, the point guard that played for UNLV back when they had uh, Stacey Ogman and all those guys. He had to choose. Which between one? Greg Anthony? Greg Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Greg Anthony. He had to choose between his scholarship and his, like, I think it was like, t I might be messing the story up, his T-shirt business. He made a business and he had, to, he had to give it up. He had to give up his scholarship because he was doing well enough with his T-shirt business. I think we're just saying this is America. Why should one interfere with the other? So hers is even more of a reason why the name, image, and likeness uh, should be theirs. She's making money now for something that has absolutely nothing to do with the scholarship that they're giving her. Right. And I think that it's, I think that why, well, for why you, would you hold it back? For you, uh, ETP, I'll ask you the same thing. For you, is this deal the same as, you know, the Sam's Club people? They're just benefiting from the fact that their parents named them Sam or called them Sam. Is that is it the same? To, to me, it doesn't feel the same, man. And I might be getting old, man. I'm, you know, well, it doesn't feel we, the same. Every time we talk about this, you allude to the fact <laughs> that you're getting old. And I think what we're seeing is there's just a lot. There's no better example of 
this is a game of throwing noodles at the wall than Sam's Club giving NIL deals to people named Sam that are athletes and just to see what happens. Like, just like, oh, your name's Sam? We're going to give you a deal. So that just shows that all of this is just being figured out. And a lot of brands are just trying to find the angles. I don't think, I mean, I don't know where you're saying this line is, but she's promoting, she has a deal with an athleisure brand. Right. They're going to pay her a lot of money. She's not, you know, she's not selling anything provocative, borderline. Did you see that picture? States. No, I saw the picture, I- but if, if she was a professional athlete, would we have any criticism about it? She could, I mean, these, the same. I don't want my daughter athletes, posing like that. See, there's the litmus test. There's the litmus test. Do you hear that? But that's you but just that's, said it's okay, and and then the next sentence says you don't want your daughter posing like that. Who happens to be a student athlete? Right. So but, that's what I'm saying, man. It just yeah, feels my, my daughter was a, was a thespian. I don't want her posing like that. I don't want you taking pictures booty first. I don't like that. But you know what? It's a lot of booty first uh, for the people out there whose dad just got had to be mad. <laughs> just a lot of yeah. pissed off dads out there. Why? Why do people make money? That's America. I looked through a lot of her pictures today, so I don't know her dad. Me and her dad didn't go. To <laughs> so you know, well, you, know what? Them. you DM'd them and said, "You know, what? I'm okay with that because you're publicly exp- you're expressing." <laughs> This 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 uh, double standard, and I'm okay with it because you ain't hiding from it. You got two boys, so y'all y'all got boys. You know, I'm the only one here who was blessed with a daughter, and it's a blessing and a curse sometimes because you start thinking, damn, she start getting cute. You know, I think you just tried to. Girls. I think you just tried to sun us real quick. You your, your sperm better than us because you had girls. You see how that just worked? Etp. Are you? You're seeming better, better than mine because you. <laughs> it is better than yours, but that that's, that that was before, that was proven yeah. well. Before. Let's not talk like that. But uh, anyway. that was if that was Serena. If it was Serena. What's it, is it is it over the line if it's Serena? Yeah, but ju- but but Serena's daddy don't like the fact that no, you look at the cheeks. Is it? I is think it, that the difference is, it a is problem. This. Is there a? I don't know. Well, There's let's start. Line. What's the? I line? think the difference Where's is the this? line that you're talking about. I, I don't think that she crossed the line. I just think that when I see that picture of her announcing that this is the deal and it is absolutely bootylicious, booty first. I think that we are entering quickly into the zip code of too far because this is athleisure but there are there's there are other sites out there i told you i was like you know how far are we gonna go is it gonna are we gonna let the athletes do like gambling stuff is there gonna be you know i, I hate to say it but it's, it's pornography in in, in 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 play here i don't know i'm just saying that well, what, when okay, i see you, booty what you're talking about is control who who are you to say i'm nobody i'm nobody when it Born comes to her decision I haven't seen you with a with a with a sign protesting porn. So now you're saying who can do porn? So that the colleges should be able to say because you're an I'm athlete, not. you can't do this. I no, am not. If you can wear that jacket, yeah. If someone wear that jacket, and disrespect porn because you look yeah. like. But you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're saying, like where's the line? You, that's the whole with point. With this code on, that's the whole point yeah. with this ruling is how how are college colleges able to make a line? Who are you to make a line for? for, for I don't think the college needs to make the line. I think the NCAA has to give rules and guidelines. So um, someone yeah, chasing a I'm bag doesn't go too far. You ask me about Serena, I'll answer. Serena at this point in her career, and even early in her career, because she had so much promise to make big bank when it came to tennis, she could be selective in what she chooses. And so if somebody were to get Serena in a in a in a in an athleisure 
uh, ad and it seems to be booty first, she's going to be compensated handsomely for that. And I think that young people, um, not to be overprotective and paternalistic, but I think that, that 700000 looks like a big deal to her, but but it's really not that much money. And it, me. it's more than in the grand scheme of things, made. in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much money. Whereas let's say Serena's in the same athleisure ad, the exact same ad. She's making several million dollars and probably getting uh, 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 shares and stock. Yeah. It's just different. That's all I'm she saying. Has, she has story. several million we're social media followers. And, you, and, and I guarantee you don't remember that lady's name. Who's the gymnast? Who? You See who? You don't know. Oh, oh She's uh, getting paid as a model. You don't know. What's her name? I got so She's not getting paid because she's popular. She's getting paid because Oli. she's attractive. She's just Olivia. getting paid like any other cute girl would be paid to be a model that's athletically built. She's not. Is she even a good gymnast? She went on the Olympic team. She ain't <laughs> that's sweet. not the gold standard of it. All I think she's good the... in gymnastics. That's the other thing. She, 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 she got a college scholarship, but she's not a star. You, to hear not... her ba- hear her statement, though, she said, I'm getting to the point where I got a balance. She said, she put it in this order. School, social media, and gymnastics. That's how she said it in that order. So I'm just recalling it in the same order. She brings to me to the last topic in name, image, and likeness, the Boz. Bosworth basically said that we're, we're, we're really entering a danger zone, going down a slippery slope. We know that if they would have had name, image, and likeness opportunities when the Bosworth was playing, he would have made millions. He was a, he was a, a household name, the darling of all college football. Uh, played for Oklahoma at a time where they were a powerhouse, and he was a blast from the past type linebacker that everyone loved. So to hear him say it, I think has credibility. But it also makes it brings me back to like, why would Miss Olivia Dunn put it in that order when she talked about the balance? Social media, social media trumps the gymnastics. Yeah, I just think that we're taking the cart in front of the, the cart in front of the horse. Like, yeah. it should it should come? Well, and this is where I think that this is where I I warned initially. <laughs> this is where yeah. I warned the problem would be is that now the priorities change. Why is it a problem? That's a why problem. Should, they got to. They, they should be. Yeah, hey, you know, Alvin Miller. Exactly. Bosworth is jealous. He's mad because Bosworth drew all that attention to himself with his crazy haircuts and all this dying and all stuff. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It didn't get paid. Now he wants to come out and say, well, this is a distraction. Shut up, man. You were such a distraction to the team and everything going on. Then he gets suspended for some for some stuff he did, some like uh, wearing the wrong thing or something. He got suspended. So shut up. Like, make your money, man. We, 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 we raise these kids to be morally the way that our family wants the morals. That's number one. If you're a God-fearing family, you want them to put God in there. And those that, you know, that's number one, I should say. Number two, you know, you obviously morality, which is part of that. But then we want them to be successful so that they can go off and earn a living and have a nice life, right? Yeah. That's why yeah, we have right. these kids stay in school, do all this stuff. All it is is find a way to make money so that you can make money the rest of your life. So she can make money the way that it's paying her. And we have, and we feel, the fact that we even feel like we should have an opinion and talk about whether it's too far, what the hell do we think we are? She's got uh, her own life. And she's we got to have an opinion. We have an opinion but, on all of it. No, it just sounds like, oh, it's too far. It's not too far. Now it's cheap, you man. You are saying it's too far. Well, anything's I, for sale. Anything's yes. for sale. Anything's uh, legal. But that, so that, so that, so uh, I, I disagree in a, in a very specific way, right? So what Bosworth is saying 
resonates with me in the sense of, and we can even go back to Naomi Osaka, right? So we're now in a situation where the core focus of what these athletes are doing is being diluted by the fact that they have to focus on these other elements of their life when the quality of their performance is potentially being compromised. Like Naomi Osaka is a very specific example, right? Granted, there's all types of conflict in terms of her taking liking to celebrity status versus focusing on her craft or being, you know, I guess deterred from her path of playing the sport. So that's the thing for me where if you're coming in at 18 years old and, and the whole point and is you can go you're, to war. Yeah, you can, but, but, but you don't go to war and then be like, okay, well, let me see if I can get a sponsorship deal at the same time while no, I also have saying, to learn the training. Are they 18 or they're not? Can we go they to are, war? But all, I'm talking about the integrity of for, sports. For, the, the integrity of, of sports and kill, the maximization. And you get PTSD that we don't protect them from, or can't they? So now those people are old enough. But now we're sitting there, oh, I, the athlete, we got to protect them. I'm not saying they, they can't do they it. Might be I'm making talking too much about, money because of this. I'm this talking about the delusion. Don't act like we care. Nobody, society doesn't give a damn about these I'm people. talking about the delusion of the focus on the craft. And if they are still going to be an elite athlete when they have to basically fragment their focus and they have these other obligations and to the point where a $680,000 endorsement deal is much more than your scholarship much more probably not even on a full scholarship so 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 that that's that's where i agree because the ncaa said we're not paying you no money the colleges said we're not paying you any money we're going to keep our money you can go find money elsewhere but you still have your obligations so it's essentially is it going to erode the quality of the sports look man call me grandpa and i'm cool with that I just think it's a slippery, slippery slope when we say everything's for sale. And I'm seeing it at the youth football level. Everything's for sale. Those are children. So are they. Nope. Go to Big Flow Show. You have an 18-year-old son. He's grown. He's not grown. (laughs) Because there's certain decisions that you will absolutely not let him make. Because you understand as as his his parent, he's not. Yes, as his father. But you, he's grown to you. If he's he, grown if he, to if he me, he's grown street, legally. If my son makes the mistake to step you on the street, you can whoop his ass. He's grown now. I wouldn't do that. And, I'm just and saying, anybody, you know anybody grown, with a right, right mind wouldn't do that because, like, if you saw that, if you saw a 44-year-old man fighting an 18-year-old, you'd be like, bro, what are you doing? That's a child. Yeah, There's certain decisions cool. you don't let him make because he's still your child. I'm not saying that that her getting the money is, is necessary. It's not all bad. I just think it's oh, opening good. up Pandora's box. And the earlier and earlier, which is going to happen, earlier and earlier these name, image, and likeness deals are offered, the more we are almost – we turning these kids into – look, and I'm going to give you the example from youth football. Like these, they're nine-year-old kids. All you got to do from the other side of town is say we're getting five new jerseys and they gone. Like there's no real concentration on the sport anymore. Like let's focus on the sport. And then, and then once you focus on that – Let's come up with a construct that says that, yeah, that's a viable pay stream for what you've done as an athlete. I don't think everything should be for sale. I'm glad Olivia Dunn is making $700,000 for showing the gluteus maximus and doing the TikToks dances, the TikToks, the, whatever it's called, the TikToksity. But Grandpa says <laughs> at some point we got to draw a line. The proper verb is TikToking. 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 <laughs> 
her TikToking, her TikToking uh, has made her seven hundred thousand dollars. Maybe I need to go TikToking. I'm gonna put on this jacket. I'm gonna TikTok today for the first time. If it can lead to seven hundred thousand dollars, but I'm a grown man. If I want to go out there and sell my goodies on the interwebs, then then it's all good. The younger and younger that these now, I'm gonna call them clients. I'm gonna call them entrepreneurs. The younger and younger they're entering into these deals, it scares me. And the focus has already been off when it comes to the balance of student athlete. You're throwing in a whole different juggernaut when they're trying to go and create deals and figure out how to right comply with the demands or whether they're whatever that agreement requires. It's just a lot. And 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 so that's it. Uh, I know I'm being grandpa here. Uh, I'll give you guys parting shots, man. Uh, uh, anybody want to go out with a bang? I know we got the producers cut. If you want to get anything in quickly, ETP, I'll start with you, my brother. Uh, so we're, we're going to start a, an Instagram handle, uh, for your jacket after the show, <laughs> uh, at, at B Brown flashy jacket. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you know, there's always there's always things that don't make it. I think we had a, a spirited conversation, you know, uh, R.I.P. to Evander Holyfield's career. He got TKO'd oh. in the first round by a UFC Hall of Famer, not a boxer. Started. <laughs> you see what happens yeah. when anything's for sale? That man pride out there. That's just anyway. Go ahead. Sorry, ETP. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's exactly it. And then Conor McGregor trying to fight outside the ring. He went to the VMAs, threw a drink at. Machine Gun Kelly for uh, – he turned him down for a photo, and I guess Conor McGregor doesn't like to be turned down for anything, so he tried to start a, <laughs> a free no fight. He, it wasn't and it wasn't for sale at that point. He was giving it away for free. That's crazy. And uh, they almost got into a fight, which is, is crazy. I mean, it's Conor, Conor McGregor is just you – give, you give people just enough freedom to just operate, and then they just kind of continue. That's all we're doing, creating are. a whole bunch of Conor McGregors with this no-regulated NIL stuff, but oh, well. They all gonna yeah. be diva soon. Go ahead. Sorry, ETP. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, another one. Athletes, time one hundred uh, most influential people. Six athletes out of the hundred. Simone Biles, who we talked about, her uh, gymnastics teammate. Shout out USA gymnastics gold medalist Suni Lee. Uh, your B Brown's allegedly number one greatest of all time football player on Tuesdays. Tom Ready? Brady. Ready? Oh. <laughs> Allison Felix, most decorated uh, track and field star Absolutely. in Olympics. Shohei Otani as a, a newcomer, the wow. pitching phenom and home run leader. Who yeah. I guess they're about to shut him down for pitching. He has arm soreness for the season, but arguably one of the greatest baseball players we've seen, and he hasn't even finished the season. Man, he got the twisties. There ain't no arm soreness. <laughs> and, then the, and then the last one. wear a 90-pound dress to the next Met Gala. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what is, what is interpreter? <laughs> so, and Naomi Osaka rounds out the list. So, all, you know, really influential people. Suni Lee was, a, was an interesting addition, you know, and I'm glad. It's funny because we talked about Simone Biles backing out on her team and, you know, she actually gave an opportunity for other, you know, other athletes on our team to to get some recognition. So that Absolutely. that was cool. Then the last one, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, his mother. Say that, say the last name again. With your chest. Antetokounmpo. Oh, you showing out? That's the you got that. He educated. He educated. That's that Yale. That's that Yale. Yeah, I, I went educated. I went to community okay. college for my master's, so you know I can't say stuff. Like that. <laughs> 
So <laughs> his barber school for my, <laughs> my masters. His mother <laughs> and his brother just got their Greek citizenship. Originally, you know, his parents are Nigerian. They just got their citizenship. Uh, so, oh, so all you gotta Greece, do, so now Greece if you need some shit citizenship, citizenship all you need is to win the NBA shit. finals. <laughs> ain't about nothing. Everybody, hey. Boy, y'all ain't about nothing. Everybody want to ride the gravy train. We, you wasn't with them shooting in the gym. Now they want to give them the citizenship. That's you know what? Uh, good stuff, <laughs> man. Anything uh, else? Shout out to Euros. <laughs> that stuff is fantastic. Good stuff. Anything else in the producer cut, ETP? That's all. That's it, my friend. All right. Uh, the Big Flow Show. Any parting words? <sighs> Just like once again, man, I'm right and you're wrong. So I, I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, most just blanket statement, huh? This is, blanket, I, I'm you know cool what I'm saying? So for people who go tuning in late, <laughs> you know, I just think in, in general, the way I look <laughs> at this stuff, this up. NIL, <laughs> the NIL things obviously was sticking with me the most. And I just think we had to let people do what they got. You know, let you let people do you. Let it do what it do. People are going to go out there and make money. Someone's going to end up having an OnlyFans one day, and we're not going to like it because of our, our personal beliefs. But you know what? This is America. And you got to be able to go do what you could do. Hell, you can sell weed in America now. We can True. do what you want to do. There is no limit. There's actually somebody, and we didn't talk about this on the show ever, because uh, I know in the NFL they're not allowed to, when they're active in the NFL, you can't do alcohol. Uh, I don't think any 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 major sports you can do alcohol commercial, but there was a college guy that got an alcohol ad because there's no rule for that there, uh, oh, yeah. which, is, which is new. Now, yeah. I can see that becoming something that they want to go ahead and block. You know, a little bit there, just become the same spirit. Of Don't you like, dare! You gonna let the pouring gonna happen, but they can't uh, sell a beer. Come on, man! They talk about <laughs> prostitutes in the Bible. Anyway, so that's, re that's, that's Reverend. That's, that's <laughs> Reverend. Florida. Reverend Big Rage. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Flow Show. I gonna tell my government name coming out. Reverend Reginald Bernard. So, uh, no, but I'm just saying. So, I just you all kind of dress like a New Age Reverend. Good, well, I, oh, good. Don't don't you dare, Mr. Gospel <laughs> wear Don't you dare pile on that. No, hey, I said you look good, man. This is all I got. He got all purple. I got one little piece of fabric to try to set it off. I love it. <laughs> so, I love it. Anyway, no, that's it, man. Love y'all. Love you too, bro, brother. Hey, this has been the At the Met Gala episode. We look good. No, first of all, we showed up, we showed out, and we did so with some flash and some flair. It's been fashionable. You see the jacket. You see Dapper Dan. Where is he at? You see Dapper Dan behind me being all dapper. Look, I would not want to be dapper with anybody other than the crew. Uh, my man, ETP, else the producer. My man, the Big Flow Show. It's been a great episode. This is the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, where sports, business, and entertainment collide. We ask you kindly, like we do every week. Please like, please comment, please share. Tag a friend, tag a pro, tag anybody that you know and subscribe in the podcast world. At the Met Gala, we're going to be there next year as invitees, and we're going to show out for the culture, and the culture is the Ball Hawk Sports Talk world. Hey, y'all, we is out. Have a great weekend. Peace.